Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the Property Doctor podcast with me, your host, Dr Andrew Threadgold. Now I'm not sure if uh, any of you are regular listeners, but if you are um, and you're not already kind of catching up with what we do on a day-to-day basis, then please feel free to head over to Instagram or Facebook. I'm pretty much more active on Instagram actually, but at Cornerplot Properties, all one word. And that's where you can find what we do on a day-to-day basis. I pretty much post something every day about what we're doing. So if you are interested, then it'd be great to see you over there and um, send me a message or something. Say that, um, tell me who you are. I'm always very keen to hear about what people are up to and if people are finding any benefit at all from these little episodes that I'm doing. So now we've got that out of the way, I thought... Uh, This week, we would have a little bit of a discussion around one of the tools in the Property Investor Toolbox, which I think is going to really accelerate my business's growth, our business's growth over the next few years, um, and that is purchase lease options, or purchase options, but I think mainly we'll talk about purchase lease options. Um, And I might give a little example about how it could work um we've done um well we've done one purchase option um or a plo purchase lease option and hopefully we've got another one in the pipeline as well at the minute the first one that we did um we did a funny way around and we're actually using it so one of our tenants can buy one of our houses um and i'll come on to that in a little bit later but um I'm sure lots of you who are listening are property people and you understand what a a purchase option or a purchase lease option is, but for those that don't, um, a quick background on them. So, I mean, they've been used for for a long, long time. This isn't witchcraft, but um, a lot of people, especially residential property investors, are unaware of them and don't know how to use them properly. Um, But essentially... A standard purchase option gives you the um, the right to buy a property, but you don't have to. So it's a contract, basically, where you say, here's a deposit, can be any amount of money, anything from a pound to as much as you want, um, and I will buy your property at a set price, and I will do it within a set time frame. So it may be that you've found a building that's, up for 200,000, um, you might want to turn it into a massive HMO that could end up being worth 650 grand, but it needs planning permission. So you'll say to the person, I'll buy your building for 200 grand because you're not selling it. Um, we'll do it on a purchase option. So we'll get the solicitors to draw it up. I'll give you a quid deposit because you have to exchange some money. And then I'll apply for planning at my own risk. Once I've got the planning, then at that point, I will buy the property from you at the agreed price. And then you can go on and do your your, your development into a HMO. So it works really well for, for that kind of thing. I've never done a purchase option on a property for that purpose, but I'm actively looking for them at the minute. Um, but the one that is probably most suitable to what... I'm expecting to happen 
to the market in the next few years is the purchase lease option, which is very similar to the purchase option. But essentially, the purchase lease option is you agree to buy a property for, let's say, 200000 You put down some sort of money at the start and you get to control that property for the duration. So it might be three years, it might be five years. So you, here's an example. You put down a pound deposit, you get to control the property and you agree to buy it at a price that's preset in three to five years. Now, the difference is that you are paying a monthly lease fee to the owner of the property. So in this case, somebody's got a property that's £200,000, you pay them a monthly fee, it might be £500 per month, and then at the end of the term, or any time within that term, you pay them their £200,000 to buy the property. But... Why would you want to do that in the first place? Well, there's lots of reasons that you might want to do that. Maybe you think that this is a high growth area and you've spotted this property. You think the prices are going to go up. You secure it at 200,000 and you expect that in five years time it'll be worth 260,000. You get a monthly rent from it and in five years time it is worth 260 grand, but you're only paying the 200,000 that you agreed at the start. So there's a good reason. Plus you've had the income from it and you don't actually own the property. So you don't need a mortgage, you don't need credit checks, etc, etc. So there's quite a lot of of good reasons to do it. But it doesn't work in every situation. And a lot of people, when they hear about purchase options, think it's the be-all and end-all. And they'll try and make every single deal that they can suitable for a purchase option. So who may find that an option works for them? What kind of what kind of person owns a property that they are willing to have an option on? Well, maybe they can't find a buyer for their property at this moment in time. Maybe it's been on the market for a long time and nobody wants to buy it. Maybe they're in negative equity. So maybe they've got a mortgage for 200,000 but the property is only worth 180 but they still need to get out because maybe they've got divorced or something like that and you can come along and say well actually I think the market's going to improve I'll give you your 200 grand but I'll give it you in five years time and in the meantime I'll pay you a rent for it so it can work for lots of different you know situations maybe they just don't want the property maybe they just Maybe they're a a, a tired landlord or whatever. Maybe they're an accidental landlord. They've inherited a property. They don't necessarily need the the money out of it. um, And they don't want the hassle of ownership. And they're quite happy to let somebody else do that for them. Or maybe they're about to lose a property anyway. Maybe it's going to be taken off them for whatever reason. Um, And, you know, for those of you that have done our repossession rescue training you'll know a little bit about that from there um or maybe they 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 plan to sell it but they don't want to sell it just yet so for example maybe they're on a mortgage that's got a a redemption penalty maybe that redemption penalty is too much but they they want to sell it in the future they want to secure the sale so you can secure the sale by, by way of an option um, and it gets them out of the 
redemption penalty. Maybe they've got um, capital gains tax or income tax liabilities or whatever tax liabilities that they, they maybe they've sold off quite a few properties in their portfolio. Um, and rather than get walloped for tax on selling the lot all in one go, they want to stagger the sale of the portfolio over several years. And maybe you can secure lots of properties on options that expire or the options that um, mature in a staggered basis so that that person doesn't get clubbed with all the tax all at once up front. So as you can see, the the purchase lease option is, when you really start getting your head around it, is really quite a powerful tool. So if we go back to the example of, of why you'd want to do it, let's think of an example where <clears throat> somebody let's call them a landlord, they've got a property that's in negative equity um, or they're, they're tired, whatever, one of these situations that we've already discussed. And you find somebody who is amenable to doing an option and you pay them a, a monthly rent. So this is already an existing buy-to-let. The the landlord wants at least their, their mortgage payments covering, so you've got you've got to pay that. Now, if you could leave it on a, a standard buy to let, you could um, you'd pocket the difference. So, say the mortgage payment that you were covering because they're a kind landlord and they just want it off their hands, um, the mortgage payment might be a hundred pounds, and you renting it out for five hundred. So, before your costs there, you've got four hundred pound profit because you're keeping the difference. So that's a simple thing to do. But then if you kind of consider other ways of adding value by such as, I don't know, turning it into a HMO or turning it into a service accommodation unit and you're making even more money, say say you get to to the point where you're making £1,000 a month from it through one of the alternative strategies and you your option to buy is five years away well if you're making a grand a month that's 12 grand a year over five years that's 60 grand so that's 60 grand of profit that you've essentially made um, from a property you don't own with no mortgage and however much deposit you've agreed to put down and if the property has risen in value at the same time so not only have you got your 60,000 but then You've agreed to buy it for 200 It started at 180 and it's now worth 220 because the market's moved. So you've got your 60 grand that you've made in income and a 20 grand equity built in. So it's as you can as you can see, they, they can be really fantastic tools. Um, the other thing about options is that you they they should always be what's called assignable. So that means that at any point during the, the the term of the option the you can you can trade it to somebody else or assign it to somebody else so in this instance here that you've had your 60,000 the market's improved it's now 220 but you're paying 200 you could sell that option to somebody else so you don't actually need to own the property to do it but you have that option so you can sell the option for 20 grand or for 10 grand split the difference and then the person that is now owning that option contract can buy it from the seller so there's there's lots and lots of of things that you can do with an option and it's one of the reasons that you can 
go to somebody that's struggling to sell a house and without needing to pull their pants down, you can say, look, I'll give you the money that you want for it, but I'll do it on my terms and it's over this period of time, you see. So they are fantastic. So the so in essence, the benefits of, of purchase lease options are that you get you benefit really from the cash flow from the property and the growth in equity from it, even though you don't own it. You don't need a mortgage, you don't need a deposit, and very few people use them. So, plus, when you've got unstable market conditions, the way kind of we're probably heading at the minute, you might be able to. Um, can you think of any situations where people might struggle to sell their houses at the minute? You know, maybe people can't get mortgages. Maybe the mortgage payments are very expensive for people trying to buy. So they're struggling to sell. You know, there's uh, potentially people could get very busy using options in the in the market in the next few years. But they don't always work. And this is what I hear quite a lot, that people think that options don't work ever because they try and shoehorn every single situation into a, a, an area where they can kind of get an option and it's just it's, it's the same with everything else in life not there is no one size fits all approach to anything is there in life and it's no different with this um so you need to as ever when you're talking to to vendors or sellers you need to understand what they need what they want um and it's got to be a mutual agreement that works for both people but then again, it, there are certain situations where it won't work no matter what. Um, but in the right circumstances, obviously, it can be be very powerful. So why is the person selling in the first place? So if the person selling has a lot of money in the property, so if there's a lot of equity in it, and they are selling it because they need that equity for something else, then an option won't necessarily work because if you're doing it the traditional way where you're only gonna or the the guru way that the all these people tell you about where you put a pound down to buy a house well it's actually not true by the way you don't put a pound down to buy the house you put a pound down for the right to buy a house at the full price um but say someone's got a lot of money in a property that they need and that's why they're selling it then that way of doing it wouldn't work with that kind of option however if you wanted to put a bigger deposit down so they got the equity they needed up front might not necessarily need all of it so say it's a 200 grand house and you give them 40 grand up front and then you pay the remaining 160 in five years then that's a different thing so you could get it to work that way but with a quid deposit like the gurus tell you it wouldn't work in those situations but if you've got someone that's selling because of and the situation they're in means that they don't want the property, they they want rid of it, they don't need any money that's in it, or there may not be any money in the in it, then that kind of scenario is where options really work particularly well. If you're going to do it and you're going to rent it out, then really it should be already either unencumbered so there are no mortgage interests interested parties such as the, the bank 
if it's on a normal residential mortgage and you want to use it as a buy-to-let, when you control it with your option, then you're going to have to ask them for permission to do that. So really, if it's unencumbered, then it doesn't matter. So the types of property where this works best are landlords selling their own buy-to-lets already because they're already on a buy-to-let mortgage so you can you can rent them out. If they're unencumbered, then again, it doesn't matter. Um, you also want the interest or the monthly payments rather that you're giving. So say you're buying it off a landlord. If they've got an interest-only mortgage that you're trying to cover, you'd want a low rate of interest that they're paying off because it means that your payments could be lower. Um, or again, if it's unencumbered, then or you're adding value in other ways, then you can choose your payments, really, I suppose. Um, so essentially, you need, to, you need to know everything that you can about the, the mortgage and the situation of the seller before you proceed. So that's the, a little bit of a, a synopsis about what options are and how, how you use them. Um, so I'll give you an example of, uh, of, a, of a deal that I heard about recently. Um, so imagine a, an up-and-coming area um, where there's lots of people going, visiting for whatever reason, and um, somebody has ended up buying a, buying a house in cash uh, because it was cheap, and they don't want the house because it's too big for their usual portfolio um, strategy. So maybe they're buy-to-let people and the house is too big for a standard buy-to-let. It doesn't fit with their portfolio and they want rid of it, but they don't necessarily need the money up front. But what they do need is some money because they've sunk everything that they've had into the property. Um, And maybe the uh, the investor or the person looking at this thinks, well, I could turn that into service accommodation. So what if we give the person selling a decent chunk of money up front and then a monthly rent, which is reduced because you've got a, a big chunk up front, and then agree to buy it at a fixed price in three or five years? So in this case, everybody wins. The people selling it get the money some money out so they're happy they're getting an income from it at the level that you'd get from a buy to let they know that they've essentially sold it because they've got an option on it and the person's put a big deposit down up front and you know they don't have any hassle no management problems no maintenance no nothing they're very happy with that deal then the person with the option they win too because they're getting a property at today's price which is in a great location, which has the potential to make them money as well because they're willing to take the risk and do an SA type thing on it or HMO or something like that. Um, And they get the capital growth from it because it's secured at today's price. And they also get to make any money, any cash flow from it if it is a good SA unit. So both parties in that situation win that's definitely an ethical win-win type scenario and and for me personally rather than the one pound down type options that people you know spout off in property courses i think that kind of thing where there's a bit more kind of ethics to it and a bit more 
genuine win-win ability about it. That's where we're coming from with ours. And that brings me nicely onto the one that we did with one of our tenants. So we have a buy-to-let property. We wanted somebody to enjoy it. Um, We came across a lady that had bad credit problems and couldn't get a mortgage but had a great job. So we thought, well, here's a win-win situation. We agreed a price that she could buy the property from us at. Um, She agreed to rent it, so we get a monthly payment for five years. And in that five years' time, we also have a little agreement where she gives us a top-up every month. So she gives us a little bit extra money every month on top of her rent, which goes into a separate account and it builds up as a deposit. So she's had some credit problems, so she couldn't get a mortgage. But credit problems disappear as long as you keep your nose clean after three or five years. So by the time five years comes around, she'll be mortgageable. She'll have built up a deposit. She'll have been living in a house that she knows is her own. And she's had a good rent, fixed rent. So there's no upward rental payments on it. So there you go. So that wins for her too. We know that we're selling it. We know that we've got someone in that loves it. We know they're not going to miss any payments. We know that we've got it sold for a certain price. And she knows that she's got that feeling of owning her own home right from the start, even though she's not mortgageable. So there's another way that options can work. They don't just have to work when you're buying. They can also work when you're selling. So they are an incredibly powerful tool. And as I alluded to earlier, the market at the minute is such that nobody knows what's happening with the base rate. Nobody knows what's really going to happen in the future in terms of inflation and mortgage payments and the housing market. Nobody knows whether we're going to have a slump. But one thing is for certain at this moment in time, with interest rates on mortgages going up, cost of living increases, etc., it's hard to imagine that there won't be lots of deals that are stuck on the market for a long time. And in those situations, if you've got the right conditions and the right seller and the right environment, as we've discussed, you may be able to do an option. So have a little think about them. Hopefully, some people, this may have kind of been a bit of a light bulb moment where you've realised that actually maybe you can get into property without as much money as you think. Um, But um, yeah, options are a very powerful tool and it's something that we're going to hopefully get very busy on with our business over the next few years as uh, as we look to expand our portfolio for the right kind of stock. So there you go. I think that's uh, that's more than long enough. Hopefully you're not asleep at the wheel listening to my dreary voice for the last 25 minutes. Um, so once again, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. And um, if you haven't already, please head over to Corner Plot Properties on Instagram and give me a shout out and let me know whether or not you've um, you found any value from this episode of the podcast. Because I'd need to know really whether 
people prefer more like this or whether they want more interviews or what um because i'm just plodding along on my own path deciding what's what anyway i've waffled on more than long enough so all for now latest taters thanks very much